Hi, everybody, and welcome to Comic Book Queers Legacy, episode 206. I am Brett. We have a lot to talk about, and you are Evil Jeff. I am. Hi, my friend. Hello. We're not doing one of our funny bitty openings because Destiny of X is here, and I, I just have to start talking about it, like, now. All right, well, let's hit those. What are you going to hit? Oh, no. Pandemics. This is the hottest of topics, so we are about to enter the, quote, second Krakoan age, end quote. The post-Hickman uh, post era. Yeah, like, we're still Krakoa, but we're not Hickman. It's weird. We have to find ourselves again. It Luckily, is. we've got a whole slew of new titles who to is, help us do just that. Who does it look like? Who is in charge, do you feel? I feel like... All right, so I'm looking at... The wonderful teaser art by Mr. Mark Brooks depicting our core cast sitting around what looks to be a table a la The Last Supper. Yeah. Now, I wish I knew anything about the Bible because I feel like that would help me interpret this drawing. It looks like no one's in charge. It looks like they're the council is in charge, but it looks like the council is split yeah. Um, it looks like, first of all, Emma Frost is the most front and center. So yeah. we'll just establish that right now. But second of all, they're divided. They're on either half of the table. Um, and this specifically is tagged Immortal X-Men. So I'm guessing this could be the cover, if not a variant cover, of Immortal X-Men number one, which is one of the new titles we'll get into as part of the Destiny of X announcement. Um, but they look divided. What do you think, Evil Joe? Evil, Evil Jeff? Well, first of <laughs> Cut all, that part too. That was not the question I was asking you. I was asking which writer do you think is in charge of all of of going? Forward? Oh, I thought you meant which character. <laughs> but we can get that. Uh, but let's go into this part first, since you were talking about this. Um, yeah. The Last Supper. They don't really. Jesus is in the middle, and they don't. You can't really tell like who is who in the Last Supper painting. So I think they're doing the moments, but the thing that is interesting is the Jesus is missing. There is no person in the middle except for Magneto's helmet. So I do find that very, yeah, I don't know how telling this is. Did he just put those people there just for fun? Or, cause like, why would Xavier be with Destiny and Mystique? I don't know. I'm, this is all very intriguing. I'm wondering, do you think it's Immortal X-Men? Do you think it's just about the Quiet Council? I do. And I think it's about dealing, the Quiet Council and the Five. And the Five, because they're dealing with now the whole world knows that they can resurrect and X-Men are immortal. Potentially. The writer of this book is Kieran Gillen, who we love. The writer of the flagship X-Men title is Jerry Duggan. So to really answer your question of who is in charge, who is the architect. Those two together, perhaps it's, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Or one of them. Yeah. Well, I like both of them. So... I think I, I feel it's in good hands. I The only thing I'm having that I always just worry about is Hickman. The reason Hickman left is because everything was being drug out too long. I just hope uh, um, they can get that together. I hope things don't just get drug out into a boring way. I hope things lead to, I want like things to move at a frenzied pitch. 
I don't want to get bored. As do this I. All looks like exciting. This all looks exciting. I don't. I don't want to like X Force. We're like, it's all going to be about this. No, actually, we're going to have ten issues of like a plant country. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah, don't I want do. that shit. Like, I wish in Marvel Comics it wasn't just about the new number ones that brought momentum. Could we have momentum? Could we have excitement? Could we have attention for things other than major events and reboots? Yes. Yes. But the thing I do find interesting is just the little pieces in this image. You see how like Marvel Girl's uh, mask and Cyclops' visor are just on the floor. Behind them, we see the the Araco Council people. Um, there's Death just as in the middle, I guess, just hovering over all of them. Yeah, what's Death doing? Yeah, and then why does um, what's his name have a have a fire halo around his head? Exodus. This is where I wish I knew my Bible. I feel like the halo of fire is that over Judas? Exodus's head is right. Uh, Judas, uh, somebody who knows something about religion, please. Let us know what yeah. Exodus's also, halo of fire means. I have a question too. Was Destiny blind? Keep going. Destiny, was she blind? Like, was she blind? You mean when she was reborn? No, no, I'm just saying, in the, but wasn't she blind at a certain point in the comics? Wasn't she? Isn't she always blind? And like that's what her character's about. So, but then, so is she blind now? I never. I think. Yeah. So she's still. So she came back blind. I think so. That was my interpretation. I feel like part of her power set is her eyesight is sacrificed in favor of her foresight. Okay, because that was the thing. It was like because uh, then I noticed um, later on in Inferno she had the white her eyes look like glazed over white. And then I remembered like, oh, she's blind. But is she blind now? I, I, I've like forgot. All yeah, that's that. why she wears that mask with no eye holes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we also have on this image, perhaps, um, well, we've got some things like m- more death illusions with this um, spilled goblet of red wine that looks like blood yeah. dripping down the table. Um, we've got Krakoa um, opening a gate to Mars in the background with what looks like a phoenix uh like uh stained glass window drawing what, what do you want to call this engraving i thought it was a chair i thought it was the chair oh is that a chair where someone's missing oh yeah. okay okay my favorite touch however is um the dead bill the lobster the green yeah. lobster uh. that's sitting in front of emma because remember the first mark brooks image the one that was leading up to house of x powers of 10 people were freaking out that bill the lobster from fallen angels was in the shot yeah and people were like oh my god they're bringing back bill and they never did yeah i just love that this is like and we're closing the chapter on bill the lobster (laughs) he is dinner did they give dates of when these are going to be released um spring 2022 is all i know my friend um, and then uh, what do we want to talk about next with all these releases? Well, let's go through the list of titles. Or do we want to so talk that was about, Immortal X Men. What about the Destiny of X picture? Do we feel there's anything? Yeah, interesting going the group on photo. So there's another teaser image. It's a group photo, art by Lanielle Francis Yu and Sunny Go. 
Um, and this lists all the new titles that are coming as part of Destiny of X. And the first one is Immortal X-Men, one yeah. we've just talked about. The next one is going to be Steve Orlando's Marauders with a new lineup. Yeah, it looks like Dakin is in Marauders. Dakin, Somnus, Aurora. Those three I am particularly excited about. Mm-hmm. And te- Tempo? Tempo. And uh, Psylocke. Yeah, Quanon. Yeah, Psylocke. We'll just call her Psylocke. And Kitty. Um, the thing that's weird is this is... It's weird. Like Kitty, Kitty does not have... Um, like, this is kind of like... She doesn't have like an extension of history with like any of these people. Right, Which except Bishop. Bishop is still on the team. Well, but yeah. Bishop's still on the team, yes. But I'm saying these new people coming in, she, I don't think... Well, I guess technically, even Psylocke, they were never really on the same team for a while. And now this is Quanon. Yeah, true. And But not Aurora Somnus. I'm also still like, what is Somnus going to do? Just make people dream? Like, I'm just confused of like how useful he's going to be. Right, right. But I do find it interesting that they're having Dakin's current bow and Dakin's ex be on the same team. Yes. So that Love seems that. like that's going to be fun. That's going to be juicy and sexy. Yes. Um, the other thing that's interesting is in this picture of the Destiny Vex promo, we see next to Destiny, we see Blindfold. Ooh, I think she, I know what book she'll be a part of. The Legion one, do you think? Yeah, Legion of Legion X, of which X. seems to be an offshoot of um, uh, Way of X. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler's book. Of course, we are also going to have X-Force. Which, of course. Which I feel, as long as X-Force goes into basically the control of Colossus on the Quiet Council and it's written by someone else, I don't know if it's going to be written by somebody else, um, I could be into that. Do you know who's writing yeah. X-Force? No, I don't. I don't. I'd imagine it's it's probably going to still be Benjamin Percy. I know. It, it, ugh. Ugh. All right. Then we have Knights of X. And I yes. just feel like that seems like that would be Betsy's new book. Right? Yeah. I feel like that's going to be Excalibur. I have a feeling. Well, I feel like it's it's just going to be maybe Otherworld, like an Otherworld book. Yeah. That would be great. Um, then we have the regular X-Men, which is, seems like that'll be the same kind of continuing on yeah. of what's going on. Chugging along nicely. We have Legion of X with, uh, that'll be a continue on of Way of X. Love yep. it. Wolverine. Uh, sure. Up and down. Yeah. If we can just get rid yep. of Maverick uh, and, and concentrate on Solemn, I could be down with that. New Mutants. I'd be very interested to see now that all that's ended, like where is New Mutants yeah what's the new purpose role mission statement and then here's an interesting one x-men red yeah do you think it's x-men red for mars yeah i do so this is just going to be maybe concentrating a whole book on Araco. that would be amazing i would love that we're probably the only regular x-men character that we recognize would be storm and then it would just be the rest of the new characters yeah the only Iraqi character on this spread of characters seems to be Bay the Blood Moon. 
who might likely be part of Knights of X. Yeah. But we also have, this is interesting, we've got Deadpool and we've got Juggernaut. Yes. And I read something about those two characters being pulled into a book, perhaps on like Marvel Unlimited Unlimited or something, like the digital platform. There's going to be a book about them being recruited to take on this new X-Men villain. Yeah. The two of them. And I think that'll, that'll see them winding up on Krakoa with everyone else, perhaps. Cool. Cool. We love that. Um, some characters I'm happy to see in the roster. Uh, never thought I'd say this. Rachel Summers. So there's no X Factor book, but Rachel seems to be factoring into one of the books. What's your guess? Which one she's going to be in? Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. I think hmm, maybe Marauders or... I can see that. She is the love of Kitty's life. I could also see... I don't know. I feel like she could be in any of them. I feel like she could be in Legion of X, personally. True. True. Oh, and now that I think about it, there was teaser art when the Onslaught revelations ended. There was teaser art of a new team, and Blindfold was part of that lineup, but I think so was Juggernaut. Oh, interesting. What's so that's one, where I think Juggy's going to wind up. What's the one with the, the, the X-Men that were not voted to be on the X-Men team? Secret X-Men. I believe that's going to be a one-shot. A one-shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Other characters I like seeing on here, Madeline Pryor, who we'll talk we'll about talk in a little bit. in a hot second. Um, how about- love seeing... Okay. Yep. I was going to say, oh, no, who else do you love seeing? I want to start talking about who I hate seeing. Oh, love seeing Emma Frost. Why? Because she's wearing her Grant Morrison outfit. Yep. Love that. Uh, love Storm's new look, yes. by the way. Um, you know, there are just some like, oh, thank God they're on here. Like Richter. Happy to see Richter. Happy to see Shatterstar. Um, happy to see all of them. But who are you not happy to see? Um, I will tell you. I am not happy to see Beast. <laughs> Me too. He should be down there with Nanny. Yeah, I, I, uh, I hope something is leading to him being exiled because ugh, I am not happy to see Omega Red. I don't give a fuck about him. I think he is the dumbest, most annoying character. Also, you have to realize Omega Red came out Right as Jim Lee and Chris Claremont were fighting and being like, I don't want to. And basically yeah. he was being pushed out. So I kind of blame Omega, Omega Red, Red represents that. Yes. Yeah, totally. Represents that whole ugly era. Yeah. Um, That's about it. Everyone else. Says yeah, that. it's very exciting. Look, it's very exciting. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready to party. And I'm, I'm relaxed. <laughs> So there's a lot of shit going on with the X-Men. And you know who's going to talk about it? We are. That's right. So keep tuning in for your up-to-date X-Men coverage. The more X-Men books get churned out, the more episodes of this show get churned out. Exactly. Like so much butter. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of butter, let's talk about our current Xbox. All right. Hit it. I want your X. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so Hellions came to an end. Oh, I'm so sad. I wish Hellions was listed. I know, right? As one of these titles. Why? Uh, I don't know. I guess that's... And like, is Zeb Wells writing a book? I know, right? He's the best they got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, things were set... There were things that were set up. So I'd be interested to see where those are going to continue on. Like what they left of like, oh, this is like kind of the next step. Yeah. Because what specifically piques your interest? Well, it's leading up to a seemingly a battle between Emma and Sinister. And it seems as oh, though Magneto yeah. is on her side. However, this is still an Emma that maybe does not know about Moira yet. And that's the thing is like, when they open their mind up, do they know, does Emma know that Sinister is being run free because he they, they need him to create all these these chimeras, chimeras, however you say them. Right. So that's the thing is where they're like, oh yeah, if Sinister needs to be stopped. No, he doesn't. They don't want him to be stopped. So I'm very interested in that whole dynamic of an Emma versus Sinister. Come on. Come on. Me too. That's going to be and maybe, amazing. Maybe that's what X-Men Red is about. I mean, aren't the Chimera Pits on Mars? P- possibly. Yeah, that's the thing is it's very... I have no idea where, I mean, there's all of these things could go in so many different ways. Cause that's the thing is Legion of X. What is that going to lead to? It's not just going to be like, Oh, well, Nightcrawler has a new religion, but what, and then what, what effect, what? what effect is that going to have on everything else? It's not going to live in its own bubble. It's going to probably have some sort of huge ramifications, especially if it's dealing with Blindfold telling the future and Legion, who is like a massive Omega level mutant. Yeah. Um, They're going to make big moves. But anyway, Hellions comes to an end and it's very depressing because the Quiet Council has to decide whether to take uh, Peter, Orphan Maker, and send him into the pit. And he's just a dumb kid, you know? Well, he is an adult, but he's stunted. I think that's what the user like. He's stunted, but he's an adult. Right. And I do find it funny that who's the first one to throw it all under the bus is Sinister. It's like, that's your fucking team. And he immediately is like, throw them all in the pit, throw them all in the pit, get rid of them. Ugh. And in one of the funniest moments ever, Sinister gets in Quanin's face and comes for the whole thing about her daughter dying. Yeah. And you thought yourself a fit mother, yet here you are in shackles. Wait, where are your shackles? <laughs> <laughs> She's not wearing shackles. And so she knocks his teeth out. And then he's like, oh, somebody stop her. And they're like, give her one more. <laughs> yeah, Storm's like, okay, after, after the next one. <laughs> so good. And then it like cuts to him like being they're like we're gonna muzzle you and he's like rah 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 and then it just cuts to him with like Magneto an actual him, muzzle a muzzle on him oh it's great <laughs> it's good but it does look like they're gonna send Orphan Maker to the pit well there's really no choice I yeah. mean like there, there's no gray area here he really did murder some human cops and who comes in to save the day 
but nanny she, she was the nanny she comes in and says what is this horse shit <laughs> and she decides like he can't go there alone so i'm gonna go with him she says let my bosom be your pillow in the deep dark exile pit now in the pit is are you unconscious or are you being tortured? Are you awake? What was it? No, I think you're just like, it's like solitary confinement. But are you like, but you seem like you're trapped. So you, are you eating? I'm sure Kako is doing something to putting nutrients in your body, something. But that's the thing. That's more than solitary confinement. If you're basically wrapped up in vines I mean, that seems like, I don't oh, know, yeah. for, for me, that's like, I would rather just be killed. I would be like, how about me you just too. kill me and not resurrect me? Because that sounds way worse. Anyway. Well, like, I don't know. I'm sure like Dazzler and, and like one of the younger telepaths, they're like, oh, we should play some good music down there. Well, Dazzler, Dazzler's going to go in the pit. That's why Dazzler isn't in this Destiny of X promo. She's going in the pit. Listen, the biggest <laughs> sin of this whole Krakoan era is how it's left Dazzler by the wayside. Yeah, they're like, oh, Dazzler will sing a song in the background. I'm like, um, have we forgotten that Dazzler has like led X-Men teams? Right. Have we also forgotten that Dazzler was the first immortal X-Men? She's the first X-Men that can't die and no one has ever figured out why. No one. No do one not, has ever dared. Do you not think that that's not interesting? Hello? Hello? Justice God, for Dazzler. So... Hashtag justice, justice for Dazzler. Justice for Dazzler. Justice for Dazzler. Light up the internet with this hashtag. Um, What else did you like about Hellions? I liked that... Well, the thing I want to jump to is the very end. Uh -huh. Well, I really liked Empath's fate. I like that Empath wound up in the same place alone and forced to control people who hate him to be his friends. He'll never, ever escape this. Yeah. Because of who he is. And I love that. Because everybody hates him. Yeah. But now this eats him up. It makes him sad that he has to resort to this. Before... He didn't give a shit. That was just how he saw people because he's a sociopath. Yeah. But having been through this Hellion's journey, he now does feel some sort of need for human connection, but he's incapable of making it. And speaking of human connections, there's definitely a connection happening between Conan and Grey Crow. Oh, this is my, this was my perhaps my favorite part of this wrap up. No, second favorite. Well, in a weird way, but that's the thing is, in a weird way, it was like, hey, this team of Hellions was being formed because you're all out of control. You're all out of control and you need to get your shit together. And in a weird way, even though they were sent in the pit, they kind of had a closure of like realizing what was wrong with them with Nanny and the Orphan Maker. Grey Crow yes. kind of found the human side of him. Empath realized he doesn't want to be a horrible person. And then even um, Wild Child, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, starts taking medications for his... Yeah. For medications he used to never take to the point where like Cecilia Reyes was like, you're done trying, I'm done trying. Oh, you did it. Yeah. 
Uh, I just love, love, love that Conan and Grey Crow wind up finding one another through yeah. this whole thing. It's it's really beautiful. It's nice. And, you know, he, he um, hesitates to kill Empath because of it. So he's changed. But, the but then who, Alex Summers. But here's really, the weird thing is I would say the person that changes the least is Alex Summers. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of exactly the same. And he was able to Worse. use all of the shit that was done to him to negotiate with Emma to convince them to resurrect Madeline Pryor. And the thing that I find interesting is I wish I would like to know when is her backup? Like, well, I mean, she's definitely got Goblin Queen in her. That's what, she looks that's in what the I mean. At so, the end. so does she remember her whole fate towards that? Because a lot of times when people die, right. they don't remember everything. I'm very I'm interested of like, how much does she know of her life? And because um, that's the thing, you could pick it up almost at any point and she's still going to be causing a problem. But that was the thing oh, is the way she was acting with Alex. She's I'm like, trouble. does she remember fucking Alex? Because she fucked Alex right at the end before she died. So right. um, so I'm very interested. And she also seems like not interested in him, but then was like, oh, let me pretend to be interested in you because I need to use you. So this seems dangerous. But that's the other thing. Dangerous. Is, but also, who was, but then is part of that backup, the Madeline Pryor that was in Hellions? Right. The one that was in the beginning of the run. Does she remember that? Or does she only remember Inferno? Right. So I, I'm, I want to know all about that. I just want to know more because that is like juicy, 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 juicy. And that's also something. Here's my Hickman, question. Hickman, Hickman hinted at that, and, and, and like years ago that she was coming back. What as one oh, of the yeah, totally. bar sinister? Um, yep. Gossip items. Why is she in a room surrounded by candles and floating mirrors? Like, that to me feels a little ominous. Like, not everything is okay with Maddie. She's a little witchy and goblin-y still. Yeah, also, she's like, oh, hi, Alex. when you resurrect and her and she asks, mirrors. when you resurrect her and she asks for a bunch of candles and mirrors, maybe tell her no. Like, okay. <laughs> Oof. Mistake. Oh, also, Sinister. What is he doing with Scott and Jean and Storm and Nightcrawler and Wolverine's DNA? Are they going to be the first bases for the first Chimera? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I, so I find it very, I think all of that is very interesting. And I find it interesting of Emma wanting to stop. I, I, I guess it's the, so much of like, what does all this mean? But we really aren't going to know anything until we get through, uh, until we get through uh, Inferno to figure out what the new status quo is. Should we talk about him? Not only. Now? Oh, okay. Got yeah. It. Not, but I, what I, final thing about Hellions is not only did it end the arcs of these characters, you know, or set them up on new ones, but it also kind of set up the broader second age of Krakoa. So this book did a lot of heavy lifting at the end and was still highly successful. Yeah. Yeah. Inferno. Oh my God. Holy shit. This book is nuts. What is Hickman writing next? Because I'm going to have to read it. Because he is just... Ooh, I don't know. So good. His newsletter on Substack. He's so good. Like, he is so good at being able to throw twists and turns and like, oh, this changes everything. 
oh, this is what's been happening the whole entire time? Are you kidding me? Oh, this is such a true sequel to House of X Powers of Ten, more so than any books that happened from from then to now are. This does such a better job of addressing the stuff that was set up in House of X Powers of Ten yeah. than any other book. Like, finally. So good. The opening of this book, act one of this book, the whole reveal around Doug Ramsey and Warlock, I was screaming. Well, we set that up where we were like, Doug knows everything that's going on. He heard us. And yeah, fucking Doug knows everything that's going on. And he's also hiding shit. Because they don't realize that in a way, in order to get, because Krakoa has to feed on mutants to live. And with everyone living there, um, there's enough people that nobody notices it because there's so many people on Krakoa. What I think Magneto and, and Professor X don't know is that also Warlock has infected Krakoa with the legacy virus. And that's like part of the whole entire thing. So Warlock is completely connected to Krakoa and understands everything as well. What? Yeah, he essentially planted Warlock into that was what he was doing when he touches in House it, of X. When he touches, when he touches the, the leaf. Yes. He was imbuing it with Warlock. Thank you, Set. Thank you, foreshadowing, being paid off. Amazing. And what I love is the Dougie from House of X Powers of Ten was so different than the Dougie we had seen prior to that. Like the the kind of like down and dirty addict internet addicted Dougie who was kind of cynical. Yeah. And you're like, and then we no, cut to house of X powers of 10 where it was like, golly gee professor, what a swell idea. And you're like, Whoa, what happened to Doug? Um, what I love is the real Doug. As soon as Xavier flew off, was like, well, we can't trust this fucker. Am I right? Best friend. Yeah. I will say, you know what I wish though, because Doug was last left off as like with a beard and all crazy. I would have loved it if Xavier showed up with him like that and was like, hey, fucking shave and come with me. I would have loved to have yeah. seen like then. And then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But yeah, but the thing that also I find interesting in the Doug story, as it kind of went from the past, and I didn't realize it's supposed to only be four months have passed since Krakoa was founded. Oh, okay. And what they're showing. So it's only been four months, which is extra crazy that all this has happened in that short amount of time. They live busy lives. Yes. But I also realized they they also decided to show who was the first resurrection. Oh, yes. And it was Esme and Sophie. I love that. Before this, though, I just want to say this, this focused, cynical take on Warlock. More, please. Yes. Damn, the look in his eyes. I was like, who is this? Yeah, where they're just like, yeah, Professor X, no one fucking trusts him. No, yeah, we gotta. We no gotta one fucking something. trusts yeah. him. But then we get to Esme and Sophie, the five, the three and one being the five and one again. Which I love. And then that sets up a later interaction with Destiny, which is great. Oh, so good. She drags them. But then we see Dougie. Dougie's the one that got Krakoan gateways going. Dougie's the one that got the medicinal plants going, yes. giving them to Beast. Okay, well, let's He's t- the one whoa, doing whoa, whoa, it whoa, whoa, whoa. all. Let's talk about that scene. Dougie meets up with Beast. What it what the and but Beast like interrupts him, 
It's like, yeah, the ones who is like, yeah, wait, what is that? I need to go back to that page. What were they talking about? What were they doing? They were like experimenting on dead bodies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. You right, use the cadavers goes, I supplied. You use the cadavers I supplied. Yes. All of them. Each of the diseased from complications of. Yes. Even the ones that were. Yes. Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? Right. Complications I, of what? My take was whatever the diseases that these plants cure are, that the cadavers had those diseases. And it wasn't, to me, it was like, he didn't need to spell it all out, but I could be wrong. It could be something more sinister and weird. I thought it was like from complications of dementia. Yes. Even the ones that were. Or I was thinking, or could it be when people, when mutants first showed up on Krakoa, some of them were dying from having their energy sucked off because there wasn't enough of them there. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there's something interesting and it's also continuing the evil beast. Uh, scenario but the thing that i find interesting is that doug is now like actually my allegiance is to warlock krakoa and to the mutant people it is not to professor x because i don't trust him and because that they made this no place that they didn't want him to know about he's like i'm gonna give him the benefit of doubt because doug can hear everything so let's just take a little listen and see if it's okay. And of course, it's Moira McTaggart saying that she's going to fucking kill <laughs> Destiny. And I love that it's just hands on his hips, Doug facing away with a fucking Krakoa all warlocked out. And mm-hmm. Doug is just like, damn it. And that's because he's like, oh, I have to make a really hard decision. I'm gonna yeah, have to I have to do up. something. Ah! And that's the opening. That's the opening. Like, I thought it was the. I thought that comment. was the issue. And I was like, ah! And then, it, then it keeps on going. Then it keeps on going into like even more reveal. So we get Destiny's great fucking burn of <laughs> the cuckoos. cuckoos, yeah, which is so good. Here she says, two, two who will find love, three who will not. One will be changed forever." severed from the five in other world and one of you will never recover from it and they're like well which one and she's like i don't know you're all the same <laughs> i don't know don't you pride yourself on all being but do the you same think and the two who will find love is already the one with quentin and then the one with cable has it already Who's happened to say no because i feel like this is now now so no interesting it already happened which I find interesting is that they were like, wait, are you saying that it did already happen? That it was that? Or are you saying it isn't that? that no. These are new people that no. are going to be showing up. New. But I love how they had to end their relationships because it was like, no, we need to all just be one. Yeah. And Destiny was like, well, the irony of that is you're not. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, so do you know what severed from the five and other world means changed forever? one of them is going to bite at another world. So as soon as we, and oh, not, come, and that's the thing, if one of them dies in another world and comes back all wrong, they can't, they can't be part of the five anymore. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Oh God. What's going to happen? So as soon as they were like, Esme, come to other world. I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> They'd be like the infinite in one. <laughs> 
Oh, I just blew my own mind. Now we have Emma Frost. Emma Frost is like they done they done chose the wrong person to confide in Myra McTaggart and Magneto and Professor X. Because Emma is like, I'm just gonna fucking spill the tea to your enemies immediately. <laughs> like she literally shows their hand to Destiny and and Mystique. What do you think about this? Uh I think it's Emma like setting them up to cancel each other out. I love how she gives them the information and then she, they're like, well, what are you going to do? And Desi's like, she ain't going to do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. She's not going to help. She's us. just leveling the playing field. You know, she's like, yeah. I'm going to take away the advantage everybody has, which is secrecy. And I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah. But it's, it's a real smart move. But it's interesting where she showed them the part of how they now know that they killed Moira in the past life. And and Emma's just like, here's the deal. I'll never be on your side, but I'm not on theirs either. And she says what she always says. So Desi's like, so you're going to be all alone? And she's like, as I always have been, alone with all my children. It's always about the children. Mm-hmm. It's always, always about the children. She's like, I'm here to protect the young people of Krakoa. And you fuckers are all out of control. So cancel each yep. other out. Yep. Like, get all this out of your systems. Because <laughs> it's going to be the Emma show moving forward. Yeah. So then Myra gets kidnapped by Orcus. Moira gets her dumbass kidnapped by Orcus, which I have to think Mystique and Destiny had something to do with. Well, they were already in the previous issues. They had already discovered that extra gate, so they were already oh, right, starting to right. monitor it. Um, and then Magneto and Professor Magneto kind of lays some hard truths on Professor X, basically being like, "I think Magneto needs to tell him this is what I would want to tell him if I was Magneto." Um, you do realize everybody hates us. Like you think everyone right. likes you. Do, are you not a mind reader? Can you not tell that no one likes us? Like he's kind of like you. Just think we're gonna win, but everything is completely falling apart. And then it really is falling apart because they get, you know, Xavier gets the hit that Mara's in trouble. And they've tagged her, so they go and follow her. I just love that. My The line that jumped out to me right before that moment is Magneto saying to Xavier, she knew immediately that we sold her a lie. Yes. Immediately. Yes. So, like, what's the real deal with Moira here? Because something is off. Like, I just don't trust Moira's story anymore. Well, here's why I do is because I have a feeling what we're about to learn with um, uh, Omega. What's her name? Omega Sentinel. Karima. Karima. I think Moira is realizing something is going wrong. Because... Um, because according to the original 10th life of Moira McTaggart, she wins. She does everything right and takes over the fucking universe. According to Karima. 
yes. who we find out is from the future of Moira's 10th life. And Karima has got a whole different story. She's a whole different story. That's the thing is Moira has been telling us in each of these lives, the mutants we always never lose. win. We always lose. And here Kareem is like, no, in this world. No, they win every time. They win every time. The mutants win in this world. Moira has figured it all out. And everything goes according to plan. Because that's the thing is, they set up, there was, uh, Warlock is, uh, what's, what are the, what are the, the base, what's the, those people called? Why can't Titans, I? Titans, Dominions. No, but the beginning, what, what's the whole, those, that, Phalanx. Phalanx. The Phalanx. And it, it showed where it was like, oh, a bunch of these Phalanx form this, and a bunch of these form a Dominion, and a bunch of these form that. And it's like the highest level of like, of, human of not human of intelligence where it's just like oh who can beat that there that's the point where that's almost like celestial level who can beat that apparently the mutants can Mm -hmm. the mutants can the other thing that i find interesting is in this world we see that the children of the vault come back and are easily destroyed but who is the looks like who's destroying them it's apocalypse yeah looks like he comes genesis or no or did he never leave in this world, in this timeline? Oh, shit. This is a timeline where everything goes right. And I have a feeling that Karima is setting up. She came back and is starting to set up things because a lot of things have happened differently. Nimrod came online way quicker. The other thing that oh, I love I'm so, I see what you're saying. is in Moira's original timeline that nimrod that formed because the mutants were so powerful was sent back in time and that's the nimrod from the earlier x-men run yeah like original nimrod yeah yes but now this nimrod has come back earlier and is stronger and now they're they they are kind of figuring everything out like this so moira's whole life and plans Everything is going wrong because someone else, and this is the thing, Moira doesn't want anyone that can see the future. She's the only person that can know what's supposed to happen. And if someone else knows the future, it will fucking ruin her plans. And after the whole entire thing, she's trying to prevent destiny. Destiny was not yes. the, was the problem. It was Omega Sentinel the whole fucking time. Mind blown. Mind blown. It was blown. Omega all along. <laughs> Uh, this is so Days of Future Past, by the way. Instead of Kitty Pride, it's Omega Sentinel. I mean, she even says that line. She even says it. All my days of a future past. Ugh. Get it, everybody? Do you get it? Because if we look at this timeline of if very... It's looking like by the time... um, Like, literally, by the time Orcus is formed... In Moira's original life, where Karima never went back, they're already killing the Dominions. Like, mutant ascendancy right. happened way it's before. It's already, yeah. So that's the thing, is by going back in time, she fucking put a stop to all of that. To all of it. it like, by forming Orcus, by doing a number of things. And I have a feeling that Moira, because that hasn't happened in any of her past lives... She doesn't know how to, she wasn't able to figure it out what to do. And it's, it's, everything is falling apart. 
This is so good. But what is going to happen? Because we also say in all these future things, we do not see Moira. So I right, have a qu- but if she dies... Exactly. But also, let's remember, in uh, House of X, Destiny says you do not have limited lives. You probably have one or maybe two. Like She's like, you only have a few more. An 11th if you play things, if you play and, your cards right. Or an 11th right. if you play things right. What's so interesting is we're technically on life 11 because of Omega Sentinel's machinations. That's what I mean, right? So technically, yeah. Or is she just going to be frozen in stasis so that she can't die? Or is Leech going to show up and be like, I got her powers, and then they kill her. And Leech is the new mutant um, leader. With his paramour, Artie, by his side. If you kill her when her powers are dampened, will she not? I don't know. She won't. Power dampening has played a huge role in this whole era, by the way. But that's the thing is like, is that a risk you're willing to take? That's a real big risk. Shit. Ugh. Well, final issue... This End is of so December. fucking good. Well, here, but let but this ends with Magneto and Xavier go to get Moira, but the tracker in her arm has been chopped off. They fucking chopped off her arm, Mystique and Destiny, and are holding. They her. sure did. They're holding her captive, and they left Xavier and Magneto as Nimrod shows up to battle them. So fuck, Jesus Christ. They're like, it's not Moira, it's just her arm. What I also love is whenever you see an Orcus soldier with a shield emblem on their logo, God, what an extra fuck you that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. That's so good. Oh, did you read any other comics? I did. Uh, I won't go too much into it, but um, perhaps, Evil Jeff, you might consider reading Devil's Reign by Chip Zdarsky. It is the story of, and it's very Civil War, Superhuman Registration Act, but Mayor Wilson Fisk um, puts a ban on uh, superheroes. Anyone using their powers gets immediately arrested in New York. Um, wait, who's Wilson Fisk again? Is that Kingpin? The Kingpin. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Well, there was already, is this connected at all to the, the law where the kids can't be superheroes? Yeah. He's building off of that. So, you know, he is mayor of New York, yes, by the way. Yes. I don't know if that, yeah. So yeah, he's like recognizing the success of that, um, no heroes under 21 law. I forget what it was called. Someone's law, Kamala's law. Um, and so now it's just across the board, um, if you use your powers, you will be arrested by this superhuman policing force. And so number of heroes get arrested. How um, do mutants number play of heroes into that? I run. feel like mutants, that's because they're in Storm makes a statement. Storm makes a statement about how mutants play into that. What does she say? Uh, she says, you better keep your fucking hands off me. <laughs> Wait, do they try to arrest her? No, oh. she just, she shows up and she's making a statement to cameras. She's like, the mutants are not heroes. Like, we we are not subject to this law. And if you think we are, come get some. 
<laughs> oh, and what book is this? Is this its own separate book? It's called Devil's Reign. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a, an event book, and it'll have tie-ins to other titles. You know, like Devil's Reign X Men is going to be about. Um, remember, they established that Emma used to work for Fisk. Yes, and she screwed him over. Oh shit! Oh, Devil's God. Reign X Men is going to be about Fisk getting revenge on Emma. Oh shit! Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to read. Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. All right. And, you know, with him potentially showing up in the next thing we're going to talk about, you know, maybe it's time to get into some Wilson Fisk. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a show called Hawkeye. Hit it. Excellent music choice. Do you think um, now that Daredevil's coming back and Kingpin is clearly being played, uh, is is being set up, Vincent D'Onofrio sent out a congratulatory thing to the actor that plays Daredevil being like, congratulations. Is Vincent D'Onofrio going to be Kingpin or are they going to recast him? Oh, he will not be recast. It will absolutely be. If they're going to keep Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I feel like him congratulating him as being daredevil was like a wink of like kind of like yeah see you soon <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's exactly what it was um or it was congratulations my phone still hasn't rang <laughs> um also a quick mcu shout out there's a horrible show on netflix called selling sunset ooh which is just about beverly hills like Big titted blonde uh, real estate agents in Beverly Hills. Ugh. Um, but Simu Liu is buying a mansion, and he's one of the people that they're like trying to find a house for. So I just literally just watched a, like an episode of him like looking around houses. Oh, um, that's amazing. Speaking of that, I just watched two episodes of Hot Ones. You know that interview show oh, where Tom they're Holland, eating. Didn't Tom Holland do it? Tom Holland did it this week, and Simu Leo did it last week, and I watched both. Were they good? That, I mean, that show's pretty good. He that guy's they're really, so great. The he's interviews a really are good great. Sean Evans is great. He's a good interviewer. Um, neither one of them are able to handle like the hotter wings at the end when they get to like wings eight, nine, ten. Da bomb. Like, it's always da bomb that fucking. It's always da bomb, which is number eight. Um, they had a great pun. <laughs> Simu Liu in the Legend of the Ten Wings. Thought that was great. Uh, and it's but I just go back to like Elizabeth Olsen, who was able to oh, like do it with a plum. That's what I was about to say. But yeah. it's it's a gender thing because I think so because Lord was the other one that was like mm, delicious. No, pretty much any woman on that show is fine. Pretty much most of them. Everyone Aubrey Plaza couldn't handle the guys it. are pussies, but the guys are total pussies. Like they did one where they were showing Rachel Ray and what's the girl Pat Pajma. The girl from uh, Top Chef. Yeah, from... Um, like, yep. literally both... They, like... I saw, like, a thing where it just literally cut to them, and they just are eating the hottest one. They're like, oh, yeah, it's hot. Ooh, and then it good. cuts to Key and Peele, like, halfway through, being like... Aah! Or, like, Gordon Ramsay, who is yeah. the one that freaked out the most. And... Or, no, or, like, DJ Khalid, or what... what Khalid. Ugh. And he stopped oh, the yeah, show Mr. and Mr. Tuffy and himself. Ugh. Yeah, he's... Fuck that guy. Anyway, God, I oh, I need to watch guy. those. I like that. Yeah, the Tom Holland, like, it's so clear Tom Holland has to, like, take a shit at the end. <laughs> Did you realize, though, that um, now that Tom Holland is with Zendaya, do you know what they mm-hmm. are now sharing? Dick pics? No, a stylist. She has, uh, Tom Holland has hired her stylist to style Ooh. him. And if you noticed, 
He dresses very he differently. His he hair is very his hair different. Out. He is wearing glasses. Yeah. He is wearing full designer suits. That is not an accident because Zendaya is like, oh, honey, if you're right. going to be with me and you're going to be walking on a red carpet. You need to be fashion forward. Look at me. Yeah. I'm the queen of fashion. You need to be the fucking king right. of fashion. Oh, I love it. I love his hair. And those I've been watching a few things of them together. And they are so cute together. They're so cute. I love them. I can't wait to see the movie. Which will be next week. We'll be talking about it. Ah, Along with our best of. Yes. Oh, 2021. All right. Hawkeye episode four. Oh, my God. I mean, you called it where you were like, hey, someone's going to be fucking showing up. And it has to be in this episode. Oh, hell yeah. And... Um, uh, uh, uh. When so we'll just talk about this. So, all right, we'll get to it later. So it opens with the tracksuit mafia, right? Does it? Is this no, the one that opens no, with the, the tracksuit mafia? Sword to the throat. Jeremy oh, Renner. sword to the throat. I'm thinking of three. Sword to the throat conversation with Vera Farmiga and swordsman. And this, I'm at this point. I'm like, you have. If she is not the full villain. Oh, sh- please, I that mean, whole, like, them acting like a cutesy in love couple. Oh, yes. come on. I, my thing now, is Swordsman going to survive this series? I have a feeling that she, everything is being pinned on the Swordsman, and then um, Kate is going to basically, like, we need to go after the Swordsman, and then she, and then he's going to have a fucking sword through his heart. And it's going to be yeah. Vera doing it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, I agree. Um, but Vera does warn. So that Vera has a conversation with Clint um, where she basically says, I'd like my daughter to not die. So could you please leave her alone? And Clint was like, I can't do that, but I can make sure that she doesn't die. Um, all the while he's pocketing Ronan's sword, yeah. taking it back yes. from Jacques from Swordsman. And I think what she, what the mom was really saying is, I need my daughter not to look into this to discover that I'm the bad guy. And I need you to, she, like, she doesn't say leave my daughter out of it. She says, drop the case. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm sure it's one of those things. Like if the camera was stayed there after they left, it would be one of those smiles that slowly turned into like an evil, like an evil. Villain well, they there. do. They do cut to her making a phone call saying, could you call me back? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, Fisk, is that who she's oh, yeah. calling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. Because they established that Jacques is the CEO of the company Sloan Limited that they connected the hottie tracksuit mafia guy to. Yeah. So they looked up Kazi, who is the one that's kind of... Um, a little bit romantic with Echo, it seems. Uh, he works for Sloan, Un- Sloan Limited, according to Bishop Securities um, files. And Sloan Limited, they looked up. Uh, wait, oh, Clint's wife looked it up. Laura Barton looked it up and was like, yeah, Swordsman is the CEO of Sloan. And that's this where it's like, fake. is his wife, was she a former <gasps> S.H.I.E.L.D.? So let's think about this, right? Like, we don't know. We never I considered. Like she's S.H.I.E.L.D. I feel like she's she's got to be former Shield. She has access. So much sense. How else would she have access to all that stuff? How that else would she fall in love with Agent exactly. Barton? Exactly. I think she's like the you know the person in the ear. Oh the, yeah, the man in the chair. Yeah, the man in the chair. Oh yeah, she has to be. She has to have some sort of connected past. 
Like, she's not just some, like, lady he met in Talbot's. No, especially also because she knows every single top secret detail about everything. She started speaking fluent German. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you're not going to just have uh, Linda Cardellini. And it's Linda not, Cardellini. You're not going to have her not do something fun. I mean, she's amazing. Um, Is there a way we could make her a mockingbird? Like, I, I am. I want to cut oh. out my own tongue for saying that. Well, no, because I have a feeling, I have a feeling Clint, this is like, I think this is setting up Clint not being in anything anymore. Oh, I I disagree because I think they're giving him a superhero costume. Okay. She says to the LARPers, Kate says to the LARPers, hey, that'll be, you know, so you do this stuff for us and... We do this stuff for you, and you make us some badass costumes. See, this is what I'm thinking. Make yourself some badass costumes. She, she was said, like, make two extra. No, but here what it is, is that she's like, yeah, and I made you a Hawkeye costume. And he's going to be like, no, I actually told them to make the Hawkeye costume for you. No, she asked for two. Because I, No, I'm saying he went and then told them, no, don't do that, because you're Hawkeye. Yeah, but this he's is, in the costume in the promo art for the show. Oh, he is? Ugh. Yeah. All right, fine. He's going to mentor the Young Avengers. Come on. That's where this is going. He's going to help her form a new team. What else happened? Um, They had a lovely holiday time together. Yes. Clint and Kate. So sweet. So nice. There were two very cruel parallels in this episode. One is she finally gets him to talk about Black Widow. She finally gets him to admit he's Ronan. And that's what I loved is that she figured it out. She did know. She did know. I thought it was going to be a big thing where she's like, you're Ronan? I can't handle this. But I thought you were... (sighs) Yeah, I'm so glad. The only thing that I need to figure out is, is Echo going to figure out that he's Ronan? And I'm sorry... It doesn't matter how much of a good guy you are. When you kill someone's dad, mm. Mm. like are they are they always going to be enemies? That would be awesome. Um, going back to the parallel thing, though, the when he's watching, so he starts to get sad because he's talking about Natasha. He looks at the TV and it's George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life hugging his three children. Yeah after not seeing them because he was part of that like yeah, horrible being an, alternate an, reality reality where they were never born because he was never born. right the reality where they were vanished from existence deep. and then he sees it so that was so fucking those deep. puddles so those puddles it's in my house it's in bill's house <laughs> merry christmas you wonderful old building alone um merry christmas movie house merry christmas emporium Sorry, I really like that movie. <laughs> I um, got ruined it by my mom because my mom had to watch it oh. like twice every Christmas season. Like she'd want to watch it right around Christmas and then right after we put the Christmas decorations up. So I started to get sick of it as a child. Yeah, yeah. And the what if you were never born shit? That's like the last 20 minutes of what is like a three hour movie. Most of it is just George Bailey living a miserable existence. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to watch. <sighs> Harry Bailey uh, makes you cry, though. The so there was that. So that was a wonderful segment, and then it led to the revelation. All good, all great. 
the other parallel is when we do get to the rooftop fight, which was so fucking epic. And Kate gets knocked off the roof and she's dangling by the goddamn cord. Just like and Black he's, Widow. Just like Black Widow, but it's the opposite. Black Widow says, let me go. And Kate says, pull me up. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. But I guess, can we talk about that rooftop fight? So good. So, you know what's funny about Echo in terms of, like, the comics? What? She was the only other person to be Ronin. Oh, right. The first time we met Ronin, it was revealed that it was Hawkeye. The second time we met Ronin, they were acting like it was a guy. They would draw Ronin like it was a guy. And it was, quote, unquote, so clear that it was Daredevil. But it wasn't. It was Echo. In, like, New Avengers Volume 2. Hmm. So I just love that Echo and Hawkeye are both in the show because they're both the Ronin characters. And now she's Phoenix, which probably is how this series will end, right? <laughs> Echo gets Phoenix powers? I don't think they're I don't think that's going to If Phoenix is the first thing they introduce of the X universe, I'm going to be kind of weirded out. Am- what, if, what if like the Echo show coming up is about the Phoenix? But I do love the idea that Echo had that always has the handprint. Was yeah. that about her dad in the comics? I don't know what that's about in the comics, but I did love that her dad left the bloody handprint on her face. Where you're like, that was a nice oh, touch. okay, we see where that's nice going. Nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real good. So Clint and Kate are on a rooftop. They're spying because Kate's going to break into shit. I can't remember what she's breaking into. Well, they, I think they found where the... They're looking oh, it's for Echo's the, apartment. The watch. They're looking for the watch. Oh, the watch. Of course, no, the watch, the watch, the, the watch. Dog, we have to talk about watch the theories. dog ate the watch. The dog attacked the guy who had the watch. Okay. And then we didn't... And then but what happened to the watch? I think the tracksuit mafia... Did get it. Like, did get it. And I think it's in Echo's apartment. Okay. And that's why... Okay. Oh, okay. Because it's tracked. That's right. Laura Barton tracks it to that location. They go to that location. It turns out it's Echo's apartment. But Clint is on the roof. Kate is in the apartment. Clint starts getting attacked by somebody. He's like, Echo's up here. But then Kate is attacked by Echo. And so we're like, but wait, who's on the roof attacking? Well, as soon as he said that, me and Joe were watching it like, ah, it's Florence Pugh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I loved it. Like, my husband loves, you know, my husband, like, you know, he's he cares about the Marvel Universe, like, 75% of the way, like, does not retain all of the connections. But he loves, his favorite movie is Black Widow. Yeah. And I was just watching him. I had seen it already. Second viewing was with him. I'm watching him, like, furrowing his brow, like, well, wait, who is this? And, like, Florence Pugh is, like, his favorite character. So I was so excited for him to make the connection and i saw the connection happen in his eyes like right before they ripped the the mask off and you came right and he screamed he came right there (laughs) i've not seen him come in 10 years but it's florence and she's got no lines but she fucking steals the show she always does she always does. Maybe, and this she, she looks at Kate like you don't want to shoot that arrow. She's going to be a arrow. prime contender in uh, one of the categories next week. Yay! One of our best of categories. Yes. Um, she basically takes it to Clint. Kate gets the drop on her. 
like basically Kate chases Echo off the roof with arrows. She's about to chase Florence Pugh off the roof with arrows. Florence Pugh looks at her like, don't you fucking shoot an arrow at me or I'll fucking kill you, bitch. <laughs> and then she smiles. And I got to tell you something. That jump she makes off the roof to escape, it is like my favorite move in Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe history. It is the most graceful, badass fucking Black Widow jump I have seen. Yeah. The, the anti-poser winds up doing the most beautiful fucking move I've ever seen. Because she spins back at them to like give them one last look. Yeah. Like this ain't over. Ugh. And basically Clint is like, shit, I have the Black Widows coming after me you gotta i can't we're done we're done like you're gonna die i can't i can't have this on my hands i'm done with this and that's the thing is like she's so upset but he is doing it to protect her but she's like fucking destroyed yeah and the irony is he's like they hired a black widow assassin no they didn't She's just coming after you because of her sister. Yes, he doesn't. She realize wasn't hired that. by anybody. He doesn't realize yet that this is a hundred percent. This is a whole other plot thread, Clint. <laughs> oh my god, this show is so good. That was one of the like. It really like it just was. Also, one of the just best like having a battle episodes. scene, and also just having a battle scene that's so intense, so action packed. And where it's all of the main big players are mostly just women. Oh, uh-huh. I love it. I love it. And two of the characters are hard of hearing. Yes. And Destiny is blind. It is everybody, everybody can, anyone can be a superhero. That's right. Representation is happening. Except for me, because I'm gay. That's true. <laughs> We'll see. Somnus might, he might surprise you in the new Marauders. <laughs> All right. We have a gay hero in Eternals. Yeah. One of the it's categories we have is best Eternals. gay character. Could be a comic, could be a movie, could be a TV show. There's so many to choose from. Could be Florence Pugh's Yelena. I'm not convinced she's straight. <laughs> Um, who are we going to choose? Well, you're going to need to find out next week when Ooh. we cover Spider-Man and do a best of 2021. And hopefully Spider-Man will factor into the best of 2021. We'll see. Yes. Oh, I have yes. a feeling it will be I, like, I'm a big recency bias person. Mm. You know, like my favorite is always the last thing I saw. <laughs> So I know. Well, uh, speaking I'm sure of, it'll be my number one. Actually, can we end this with me telling a horror story of me go, trying yeah. to go to the movies? Um, yes. I love the movie West Side Story. And I think Steven Spielberg is an amazing director. So when I found out he was doing it, I was like, um, yeah, I want to watch West Side Story. Go to West Side Story Thursday night. Thursday night viewing. You know, you're, are you familiar with West Side Story? Intimately. Okay. So I'm watching it. This movie is so good. Oh, good. So good. And I'm watching it. The numbers are great. I know the one guy, the star of it from Baby Rider. Yeah. He's been me too'd. Yeah. But even people he's people are saying he's not good. He's pretty good. He can sing, he can dance. He's sexy as fuck. Like the, the whole movie, I'm like watching it. It gets to the fight scene. 
Bernardo pulls out the switchblade. All of the lights turn on. The movie shuts down. Alarms go off. There is a fire. Everyone evacuate the building. No. We all run outside to the exit. And then it looks like someone pulled the fire alarm. It's a, they're like, it's a false alarm. Give us like 20 minutes. We can all come back in. Of course, it's freezing outside. For some reason, it was very cold in LA that night. It's freezing, waiting to be opened up. We go back in. We're sitting there. 20 minutes go by and they come in. All the other movies are working. We can't get this one to turn on. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding. Can everyone just go to the other theater next door and we'll turn it on there? Go to the other theater. Everybody what? walks to the other and theater. And this movie's long enough, by the way, No, this without this. That's the thing. The knife thing happened almost at two hours into the movie. Yeah. And also, can it's I tell long, you, I timed it. The original it. movie has an intermission. <laughs> can I tell you this? 30 minutes of trailers before the movie started. Stop. 30 minutes. I know. It's ridiculous. And then... We were in that second one after 20 minutes. They're like, yeah, we can't turn it on. You're just all going to have to be refunded. So I waited oh my God. over an hour and never finished the movie. So I never finished it. Well, it doesn't end well, friend. I know. I know what happened. But it was so good. And then it was like, I kind of want to go back and see it, but I'm going to have to sit through two hours of what I've already seen just to see the parts you that know... I haven't seen. Oh, you've seen it a thousand times already. What's one more? I know. Do you know what character I am so excited about in this modern day and age? Who? Anybody's. What? Anybody's. The trans character. I want to be a jet too. I want to be a jet. Oh, I will tell you this. Tony Kushner, who wrote Angels in America, wrote the screenplay. And they addressed... Because that's the thing, is no matter how you see it, when you watch the original, first of all, the original, many people are in brown face. Oh, Even God. Rita Moreno, who is Latino, has her skin darkened. Why? Um, but in it, it is a weird thing where it still is like, oh, poor Maria, she's with the bad guys. <laughs> the Latins. Right. right. Oh, no, right. in this movie... Oh, the whites are the bad oh, I love guys. It. I love it. I and love the, it. And they added lines where that character is 100% trans that you're talking about. Thank you. They address all of that. It's They address everything oh, so well you. in this. Where they even are just, oh, it's just... It's it's everything is handled so well, like things where the where the young um, like, you know, the people come like, oh, I'm going to attack this. Like the way they came at into the heights of like, you didn't have enough of this representation. You didn't have enough of this. Like literally, yeah. I think Steven Spielberg sat down and like, all right, what's everything they're going to come for and how do we fix it? Yeah. And they fixed everything. It was you should watch it. It's really good. And I'm, I'm gonna so go excited to see it. Watch it again. Because I didn't get And to let's also it. talk about like how young high school nerdy musical theater Brett had that thing on loop. Oh yeah. The soundtrack to West Side oh, Story yeah. every goddamn day. Because mm. one day he was gonna play Tony. <laughs> <laughs> one day he was gonna play Tony and he had to get those high notes in Maria right. <laughs> Oh my god! So it's good, and but that was one of the worst LA experiences. Oh, I'm so sorry you went through that. Somebody pulling a fire alarm, and then they couldn't figure out how to turn fucking the asshole. And you know who it was? we saw like a 9 it p.m. Was fucking showing. Moira. It was, yeah. Oh fuck you, Moira. 
Well, uh, that's why there was that arm laying there in the front row. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I hope you guys go see West Side Story and hopefully you have a better experience than I did because it is amazing from what I saw. Unless, I mean, I doubt that they would shit the bed in the last half an hour. Can you imagine? <laughs> but no, uh, my boyfriend went to go see it again while I was at work and he said it's amazing. I'm so excited. But please go see it. It flopped at the box office. It did? Yes. But that's their, they've had a realizing. No, no. Do you realize the only movies that have made money at the box office are blockbuster action movies? And they're now coming, they're kind of realizing, oh, theaters, maybe, maybe they don't think like a non-action movie can ever make any money again. Because even like kids movies and cartoons like Disney's Encanto didn't do as well because they're not parents just aren't taking kids to the theaters. Like it's kind of the only thing that people are going to movies for is like a Marvel movie or like The Quiet Place 2. Like that's the only thing people are coming out for. Right. So they're kind of having to readjust and figure out, uh oh, what are movies? Like what's the place for this in the future? Ugh. Hate it. I hate everything. Oh. Uh. Well. Thank you for sticking through this whole episode. I know we thank you, everyone. Lot, but I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. I did. I liked it. Um, please uh, give us a listen on. Uh, tell your friends to listen. Please subscribe to us on whatever. Uh, if it's on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're listening to us, and uh, also please remember that if you yeah. saw West Side Story and a fire alarm mm-hmm. was pulled, <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but that makes you <gasps> queer. Make of our day one day. Someday. <laughs> Bye. Bye.